He liked the Mishkal Segolim, the E-E combination, like Remez, and he even incorporated the name Remez into one of the words, which you probably are familiar with, but you don't know, as no one else does, that he coined the term Ramzor for a traffic light, Remez Or, a light signal. That's Gidon Remez, the Sokolov Prize-winning journalist who headed Kol Israel, or the Voice of Israel's foreign desk, for decades. His grandfather, David Remez, Israel's first minister of transportation, and the man who chose the biblical phrase El Al as the name for Israel's national airline, was known for his linguistic flair, for his love of organized labor, and, of course, for his oversized autograph. Hey, I'm Mishi Harman, and this is Israel Story. Israel Story is brought to you by the Jerusalem Foundation and the Times of Israel. So Israel is turning 75, and we feel this is a moment for us to step back and take stock, to ask where we came from, where we are, and where, for God's sake, we're going. And in order to answer those questions, we decided to go back to the basics. Our series, Signed, Sealed, Delivered, looks at our founding moral compass, Megillat Ha'atzmaut, or the Declaration of Independence. 37 people signed Megillat Ha'atzmaut, and over the course of the past several months, our team has diligently tracked down the closest living relative of each one of these signatories and interviewed them. We talked about their ancestors and families, about the promise of the Declaration, the places in which we delivered on that promise, the places in which we exceeded our wildest dreams, and also about the places where we fell short. And it is through these descendants of the men and women who, with a strike of a pen, gave birth to this country of ours, that we wish to learn something about ourselves. Today we'll meet David Remez and his grandson, Gidon Remez, He'll present one of the many political perspectives we'll be featuring throughout the series. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Technion Israel Institute of Technology is where some of Israel's brightest minds ask the biggest question of all. What if? What if they could take on the world's biggest challenges? What if they could develop life-changing environmental, scientific, health, medical, and technological discoveries that will make a huge impact on Israel and the planet? But they don't just ask the question, they answer it too. They turn those ideas into reality. They make them happen. To see just some of the incredible things they've achieved, get the Technion Booklet of Wonders at ats.org wonders. We hope it inspires you to give them your support so they can keep doing what they do best. 
The American Technion Society. World-changing discoveries by Israel's brightest minds made possible by you. Hey listeners, it's Mishi. Last week we released our 50th wartime diary. This week is Yom HaZikaron and Yom HaTzmaut. And as a way of marking this milestone, and these dates, Yochai Meital and I will have a series of onstage conversations in New York and Cleveland. We'll discuss the process of creating wartime diaries, talk about some of the challenges we've encountered, the dilemmas we've had, the insights we've gained, So if you want to hear what covering the evolving story of this war has been like for us, we'd love to see you at one of our events. All the details are on our site, israelstory.org. And meanwhile, wishing us all calm and peaceful days ahead. Okay, we're back. Here's our producer Mitch Ginsberg with Gidon Remez, David Remez's grandson. David Remez, who among many other things invented the Hebrew word for archaeological finding while sitting in a British prison cell, was born as Moshe David Drapkin in 1886 in what is today Belarus. He studied Talmud with his grandfather, a rabbi, and in his youth attended a traditional cheder. In 1905, he was drafted into the Tsar's army but was soon dismissed on the grounds of being an only child. He moved to Constantinople, Turkey, to study law, and it was there that he met and befriended David Ben-Gurion and Yitzhak Ben-Svi, who would both, years later, ink their names beside his own on the Israeli Declaration of Independence. Remez moved to Palestine as a newly married man in 1913 and started working the land in Be'er Tuvia, Kalkur, and Zichon Yaakov. But his career as a farmer didn't last long. By 1921, he was the head of the National Construction Company, Solel Bonnet, and in that capacity, bought lands and initiated affordable housing projects. Under the tutelage of Berl Katzenelson, he served for almost a decade as the Secretary General of the all-powerful Histadrut Workers' Union and was instrumental in founding many of its subsidiaries, such as the Tzim Shipping Company, the Mashbir Department Stores, and the still-thriving Amoved Publishing House. In 1945, he was elected to be the chairman of the Va'ad al-Umi, the Jewish National Council, and though, according to certain historical accounts, he voted against Ben-Gurion's proposal to declare the state on May 14, 1948, he nevertheless proudly signed the declaration and was named the country's first minister of transportation, or Tachbura, which, by the way, was another word he himself invented. As the Minister of Transportation, he officially opened Ben-Gurion Airport, which was then called the Lod Airport, and On August 7, 1949, he was the guest of honor aboard Israel Rail's maiden trip from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Hakahal 
מנופף ברכה בדגליו. ואחריו רכבת ישראל באה לתחנה. Not long afterwards, he made the very first phone call to the southern city of Eilat, speaking over a somewhat crackly line to Prime Minister David Ben-Gurion. Hello? 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 Ben-Gurion? He was a lover of the Hebrew language and coined many new words, such as muftal, unemployed, vetek, seniority, and dachpor, bulldozer. In his personal life, Remez was said to have had a long-standing love affair with Golda Meir, a rumor that some say was confirmed in 2008 with the publication of their private correspondence. In an interview at the time, Remez's grandson Gidon called the affair the most guarded and yet most well-known state secret. In 1951, while serving as the Minister of Education and Culture, David Remez died rather suddenly. He was 64 years old and the first of the signatories of the Declaration of Independence to pass away. At a Mapai Party memorial meeting, future Prime Minister Moshe Sharet praised his linguistic skills and unparalleled succinctness. He walked in his secular life, Sharet said in his eulogy, like a priest through the temple of language. Here's Remez in a May 1951 speech, just several weeks before his death. Gentlemen, it is not my manner to speak at length. I always stand with great awe in our houses of Torah study and our houses of science. I know that there within lies the secret of our strength to stand on our feet and take our place in the world. I always set before me the verse, the Lord did not set his love upon us nor choose us because we were greater in number than other peoples. For we were the smallest of all peoples. So, if not in numbers, what is the source of our strength? One of the wonderful treasures that is archived in our national psyche is our strength in Torah, our strength in science, and our strength in knowledge. The John Hancock on the Israeli Declaration of Independence in terms of size is Ben-Gurion's. But my grandfather's is the one that stands out most if you look at it from a distance because he used the very thick uh, fountain pen. So it's the darkest one and also the only one that's vowelized in Hebrew. He had a special attachment to the name because it wasn't his. He was born Moshe David Drabkin in 1886 and he adopted my grandmother's maiden name, Remez, when they married perhaps because it sounded more Hebrew than Dravkin. He was one of a group that went to study law in Istanbul. He went back to Russia, married my grandmother, and they came to uh, then Ottoman Palestine in 1913. 
Here he became, gradually, after being a simple laborer for several years, he began to rise in the labor movement. And he then participated in the establishment of the Histadrut on Hanukkah of 1920. My grandfather was known as a conciliator and mediator among the various factions within the Yishuv. In June of 1946, on the Black Saturday, Shabbat HaShchorah, he was arrested by the British along with other members of the leadership of the Yishuv, and he was held in the Latrun. His roommate there, or cellmate, was Yitzhak Greenboim, the former Jewish leader from Poland. And Greenboim wrote that um, one day his socialist labor leader roommate said to him, I want to see whether I still remember how to read the Talmud. So he went down to the regular camp and joined some of the prisoners from the Irgun, Etzel, and from Lechi, what the British called the Stern Gang, and came back later and told Greenboim happily, I can still read the Talmud. And from then on, whenever there was any negotiation between these factions and the mainstream labor-led uh, leadership, the right-wingers, revisionists, insisted that Remez represent the leadership because he was known to be capable of at least bringing people together and hammering out some kind of agreement. He was known for his wit and his puns. In particular, he had the gift of brevity. Some of his best-known speeches were one sentence long. On the day that the first Knesset was opened, he handed over the baton with a one-sentence speech saying, As the river flows into the sea, so Knesset Yisrael, as it was known then, flows into Medinat Yisrael, which will live forever. He was Minister of Transportation, and at that time, transportation included the post office and he was in charge of reactivating the post office from the British mandate. And until very close to the declaration itself, the name of the state hadn't been determined. How do you print postage stamps when you don't have the name of the country? So proofs were made with names like Yehuda and a couple of others, and he finally determined to print up the first Israeli stamps, which don't say Israel, they say Doar Ivri, Hebrew Post. They're the most valuable for collectors today. Not only my grandfather. My father commanded the Air Force in the War of Independence after uh, flying a Spitfire for the RAF in World War II. My mother was one of the early American Olim, arrived here in 1945, pregnant with me. So, yes, I do feel that I have a founding share in the country. It doesn't entitle me to any privilege but it does uh, enhance my commitment to the country, definitely. My father was sent to the United States in 1951. He went first, and I and my mother followed. I was just over four years old. It was around Hanukkah, and El Al Airliners didn't have the range then to fly nonstop to the United States, so there were stopovers in Athens, Rome, and uh, London. And when I heard that we were about to land in Greece, I said, no way, 
the Greeks are our enemies. This is Hanukkah. I'm not landing in Greece. My grandfather went and bought me a pop gun like the one Christopher Robin uses to shoot down Winnie the Pooh's balloon and says, well, here, if the Greeks try any monkey business, you can defend yourself. You know, the cartoonist Dosh uh, had a strip for Hanukkah, I think in the 50s or early 60s. You see little Israel with the temple hat, his image of the Israeli, talking with the ghost of Yudah Maccabee, Judas Maccabeus, uh, in the cloud, complaining that this is bad and that is bad, and even our democracy is in danger. And Yudah Maccabee says, democracy? Now I understand all your troubles. You're Hellenized. <laughs> so our democracy is in trouble. I'm not leaving this country no matter what happens, but it makes me feel sorry to see what the country has come to now. I think that sometimes we put things in the wrong proportion. To give one example, there's nothing wrong at all with what they call the Abraham Accords. But from our point of view, having a friendly relationship with Bahrain, it's fine, it's okay. But it's not going to solve our problem with the Palestinians. We have to find an accommodation with our neighbors. It's not going to solve itself. If we have a one-state situation, then the choice will be between ultimately losing the Jewish majority or justifying the accusations that we're an apartheid state. I don't see any other choice. My grandfather was a committed social democrat. He believed in the public sector. He was one of the originators of the cooperative ideal in Israel, setting up cooperatives from transportation through printing to consumerism. Now they've all been taken over by private interests. He would be devastated to see the income gap between rich and poor in Israel today. Anything reeking of socialism or social democracy has become practically taboo since the prostituted, tyrannized version of it in the Soviet Union failed. It has been replaced by a complete dedication to a kind of ultra-Thatcherite economy that I don't think is doing the country that much good either. When he took over as uh, Minister of Education in the second cabinet, which was his last post, he died in office, he penned in his handwriting a greeting to elementary school pupils, saying, Yeladim v'iladot ge'ulim, which means in English roughly redeemed or liberated boys and girls, greetings from the government of Israel, study hard, work hard, the future is yours, build the country, build the nation. Mitch Ginsberg and Lev Cohen are the senior producers of Signed, Sealed, Delivered. Our staff also includes Yochai Meital, Zev Levi, Adina Karpuch, Jamal Rishek, Hadas Kidron, Shoshana Sara, Shira Shans Khalil, Ross Bordeaux, Yael Ben Chorin, and Rotem Tzin. Sela Weisblum is our sound engineer. Zev Levi scored and sound designed the episode, with music from Blue Dot Sessions. Our music consultants are Tomer Kariv and DJ Yoni Turner. And our dubber is Leon Feldman. 
The episode was recorded in our very own Nomi Studios. You can catch up on all our regular Israel Story episodes, as well as the other signed, sealed, delivered minisodes on our site, israelstory.org, or by searching for Israel Story wherever you get your podcasts. You can and should also check out our home at timesofisrael.com slash podcasts. And, of course, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all under Israel Story. If you're interested in sponsoring episodes of Israel Story, email us at sponsor at israelstory.org. This series is dedicated to the memory of my beloved father, David Harmon, who was a true believer in the values of the Declaration of Independence, in Zionism, in democracy, and most of all, inequality. I'm Mishi Harman, and we'll be back next time with another installment of Signed, Sealed, Delivered, and a completely different perspective on Israel's Declaration of Independence. Till then, Shalom Shalom, and Yalla Bye. יש לי דיליי, אני בג'טלג, היה לי אוברווייט, קניתי אנבג, כתבתי מיילים, הוספתי ג'יפג, אני לא בפוקוס, תוסיף לי השטג, סוואג. אומייגאד, שפה קשה, העברית החדשה, אני לא מבין את המבטא, דבר אל העברית בבקשה. לא, אני בסטרס, כל הקטע של העברית מתפספס, סירסי, יש לי תחושה שזה קורס, קרייסס, זה לא בדיל, זה מבאס, תראו, כולם היום עובדים 24-7, בלי הרבה תשוקה, עם המון פשן, נונסטופ, חולמים על רילוקיישן, על אקזיט מפואר, על סטארט-אפ ניישן, יוצאים לדייטים, לאיזה רנדבו, בלופ אחד, מדז'ה וו לדז'ה וו, שותים שוטים, צ'ייסרים, דרינקים עם כולם, בונים על אפי אאוור, על הנגובר חינם, ואין פלאץ, בין ההיי ללואו, חיים ריאליטי שואו, תאמינו לי, אין אובר סל אבי, הלו, כבר הגיע הזמן that we speak the language of the Hebrew man. אומייגאד, שפה קשה, העברית החדשה, אני לא מבין את המבטא, דבר אל העברית בבקשה. יהיה ב-AIG, הקבצים הם בגיף או ב-BMP, הבדיקות US, MRI, CT, וה-MVP תמיד ב-VIP. לא טסים אקונומי, טסים בלואו-קוסט, לא כותבים למגירה, עכשיו כותבים לנוטס, לא ניגשים אל המבחן, ניגשים לטסט, בפייט אגרסיבי נותנים את הבסט, ואם מתים על איזה שיט, שמים בריפיט, אם זה לא מספיק קליט, קוויט קוד טולה דילית סוויט. מלא עם הסטורי, פספסת, I am sorry, no comment and glory, oh be happy, don't worry, יש לי פלאשבק. היה לי בלקאוט, עשיתי צ'ק אין, עשיתי צ'ק אאוט, הייתי פייבוריט, קיבלתי נוקאוט, לקחתי מיקרופון, עשיתי סולד אאוט. אומייגאד, שפה קשה, העברית החדשה, אני לא מבין את המבטא, דבר אל העברית בבקשה. אומייגאד, קשה שפה, העברית החדשה, גם בן יהודה לא ידע, בלי סדר עברית בבקשה.
אומרים וי-פיי בעברית? איך אומרים פרוטקשן בעברית? איך אומרים סלפי בעברית? איך אומרים אקשן בעברית? איך אומרים מדיום בעברית? איך אומרים פרימיום בעברית? איך אומרים וואלה חסרות לנו מילים? לעברית יש בעיות אז מלווים ומלווים ומלווים שפה קשה, העברית החדשה, אני לא מבין את המבטא, דבר אל העברית בבקשה. וואי וואי וואי, שפה קשה, העברית החדשה, גם בן יהודה לא ידע, דבר אל העברית בבקשה, דבר אל העברית בבקשה, דבר אל העברית בבקשה, דבר אל העברית בבקשה, דבר אל העברית בבקשה. אני רוצה להגיד בשם דואר ישראל כחנוכת הקו הטלפוני האלחוטי לאילת היא שמחה מיוחדת לדואר וישנה מיוחד לשמחה הזאת כי הקו נפתח באמירת שלום לך לראש הממשלה הנמצא בקצה האילתי שלום לך שמעת אותי? כן וכאן תמצא שלום לבירת ישראל, בירושלים. כן, אני מדבר מתל אביב, מביתי. כן. אני יושב אוהל. בירת הנגב שולחת שלום לבירת ישראל. כן. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.